On this episode of Tidal Waves, we're going to be talking about sustainable fishing. So, what is sustainable fishing? Well, it's fishing as much as you need, not getting fish you don't need, using gear that doesn't kill the fish you're trying to catch as bycatch, and also preserving the environment. Um, some fish farms, some examples actually of unsustainable fishing would be fish farms of certain species because it's thousands of fish crowded together into a very, very small space. This also results in contamination of the water supply due to dead fish, feces, and even uneaten food being left over and it's spreading out into the wild, natural, marine ecosystems. Also, on the other hand, we should talk about artisanal fishing, which is and why it's better industrial fishing. Because if you think about it, if everyone were to do artisanal fishing, whenever they needed fish, it'd be a pain. But the fish wouldn't be going extinct anymore. But you also gotta look on the other side, that not everyone is near an ocean and can fish. So what makes fishing unsustainable? Some of these would be things like overfishing, um, long line fishing, which damages lots of fish ecosystem, has a lot of bycatch as a result of it. Bottom trolling, which results in dis- massive destruction of marine ecosystems such as coral reefs, which takes hundreds of years to regrow. We also have dynamite fishing, which, as cool as it sounds, is very dangerous as well. You don't even know what you could blow up down there. And we also have ghost fishing, which is just horrible as well. A great website that's actually taking a stand on this subject is one called seafoodwatch.org. Um, so it basically provides you uh, an infographic on different types of fish and if their recommendations on whether you should buy them or you should avoid them and what types of fish you should avoid and buying them from. And it's a really helpful website because it lists a bunch of fish, it's really user friendly and it gives you like a grade and everything so it's really useful for people and it's really quick to go in and just check it. Um, some examples you can find on this website would be fish like Amberjack which is found in Japan. It's farmed through a marine net pen which is also referred to as a sea cage. So, <coughs> so a sea cage holds fish while allowing the water to flow through the pen freely. So sometimes fish may escape due to predators or human traction. And this leads to a lot of, of problems because these captive fish might interbreed with wild fish. They might compete for food, they might prey on the native species, or they might even transmit diseases to the native species and the ecosystem in general. Biomagnification is also a big problem as a result of this. Um, also, another thing to talk about is what we just said at the start, where nutrient waste can have another significant um, impact on the environment here. So it's not only inhumane, but it's also bad for the juvenile fish. Since inside this cage, these juvenile baby fish who have just been born just is stuck in this cage imprisoned. It's kind of like the Holocaust. And these fish just see the wild fish swimming freely. No, I meant the Holocaust because, um, you know, you have the Jews and they're inside the construction. And they see the other, the German kids, you know. It was a horrible tragedy. And that's basically what we're doing to fish these days. And no one's talking about it except for these guys right here. Um, another example would be bass, I mean, 
so it's bad if it's caught in the US. So if you are buying bass, please don't try to get it in the US because it's caught with gill nets and stationary undercover pound nets, which also have a lot of byproduct as a result of it. Bycatch, I mean, I'm sorry about that. Um, the, another example would be catfish, which is bad to buy unless it's certified by Aquaculture Stewardship Council, the best aquaculture practices, or nature land. So before you buy a fish, it's re very recommended that you check if the species is endangered, first of all. And a great documentary you can actually should look up on Netflix is called Seaspiracy. And the good thing about this documentary is like, it's really long, but it's interesting because it goes into like the very restrictive part of the uncovered world. I guess you could call it that on how like sharks are going extinct, even though they've been alive since like before trees and how like we're probably going to end them because the Chinese want their shark fin soup and they just they cut off the fin and Basically, what they do is they cut off the fin and then they throw the rest of the uh, shark back in the water like it's nothing. They don't even use any of it. So it's just a big waste of excitement, especially. But yeah, if you're really interested in this type of topic, for sure, check out the documentary. Um, some alternatives to what we're doing at the moment is to eat less seafood. That's, of course, uh, less sushi, less seafood, um, being a more more conscious buyer of what you're buying and how it is you're buying it like where your food comes from where your fish comes from who's fishing it technically if a restaurant or store doesn't know where the seafood comes from or isn't sustainably or if it's sustainably fish then you should probably avoid buying from the spaces kind of boycott the place so that we can actually save the environment because it's just, you know it's dying <laughs> Um, another thing is bycatch and limiting it because we should limit this bycatch. Even though it's very hard to fully limit it, we should at least give it a try and limit it as much as possible because it kills other animals like turtles and stingrays in the process. And who doesn't like turtles? We also should stop illegal fishing because it's basically illegal fishing is the usage of privileged gear like drift nets because they or they physically damage reefs, seamounts, or other vulnerable marine ecosystems. So the bad things about damaging these very precious marine ecosystems is that reefs, for example, coral reefs, they're very they're very full of life normally i mean you have coral bleaching nowadays it's a horrible process but anyways so the actual ecosystem that we have there is very precious and very how would you say it's very fine-tuned so you have to kind of be very careful around them you know i feel like governments should put in lots of laws and legislation around these but yet again that's what's called illegal fishing but 100 percent it takes hundreds of years for corals to grow and it's very difficult to it and that's why it's such a big problem in our community nowadays because we have coral reefs dying and they provide like nemo like the nemo fish you don't want your kids to see nemo like like what type of monster are you if you don't want your kids to see nemo like and dory they live in coral reefs like if the coral reefs die so does your childhood it's that simple so you gotta understand that 
you can preserve these environments because if we don't like what's left the world can't survive without fish because without fish who's gonna eat up all the algae with and you know and who's gonna take care of all the phytoplankton who's gonna eat everything no we need the fish just as much as they need us because really like we're kind of fucking them up right now no my bad so we really need to help them out thank you